We're joined on the line now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners. Let's start by talking about the second quarter growth numbers that came out yesterday, averting a technical recession there. Yeah, Sakina, I mean, a really positive growth numbers are coming in at 3.4% uh, quarter-on-quarter growth, 0.6% uh, quarter-on-year-on-year uh, year growth, should I say. Although I think it's important for the listeners to remember, Sakina, that uh, we're coming off a very, very low base in the first quarter. You know, we know that growth got obliterated in the first quarter with the economy contracting uh, by 1.2%. So some of that 3.4% growth quarter-on-quarter uh, quarter is as a result of very low base effects in the first quarter quarter, um, and it would probably be a little bit more accurate to look at growth over the first six months of the year, so January to June, and then we saw growth expanding by 0.3% um, for the first six months of the year. So although it's still a very sluggish growth environment, Sakina, um, the growth estimates did come in ahead of estimates, and it was very well received by the markets. Um, we saw the RAND strengthening quite a bit on the back of that news. Uh, also, in addition to, to that news was the U.S. services sector um, declined, uh, dec- uh, you know, uh, weighing on the prospects of an interest rate increase from the Federal Reserve later this month. So that contributed to the RAND strength. But um, immediately after the GDP growth numbers, the RAND did strengthen by uh, about 2%. So uh, w- well received by the market, Sakina. In fact, even the banks, uh, you know, rallying on the back of that news where we saw a Standard Bank first round, uh, banks pretty much across the board gaining um, on the local stock market. So, Sakina, uh, probably a, a step in the right direction, uh, probably most encouragingly driven by manufacturing and uh, mining, where we saw uh, mining expanding by 18% quarter-on-quarter, manufacturing by 8% quarter-on-quarter. Um, so even though there were very low base effects and it's nothing, uh, you know, to get overly excited about for the time being. Growth estimates coming in ahead of what the market had expected, Sakina, and uh, that uh, does bring some welcome reprieve to the South African economy. And uh, as you say, that is good news. Uh, Let's talk about Steinhoff. Uh, Earnings coming out later today. We spoke at some point about them acquiring some um, American interest. What's going on with Steinhoff? Yeah, Sakina, um, I think the market's going to be keeping a very close eye on the results coming out from Steinhoff today. They've been going on a massive acquisition spree uh, so far this year. Um, you know, they've been very aggressive in the market to, to, to be buying up uh, retailers across the globe. And, uh, you know, in an interview that Chris Visa did with Bloomberg, he made it very, very clear that, uh, you know, Steinhoff uh, aims to become one of the largest discount retailers in the world. And in order to do that, you require scale. In order to do that, you require um, to order uh, to, to own a significant part of the value chain. You need to uh, you know, be able to eke out margin at every point in the value chain, and you need significant procurement ability um, in order to negotiate good procurement from your suppliers. So, um, you know, Steinhoff has been unashamedly uh, you know, trying to snap up companies in order to uh, you know, build on that scale and get to the size of that retailer, and I think the market is going to be very interested in, term, in, in, in terms of how is this all integrated and how are these businesses integrated into the Steinhoff culture. You know, and that's one of the biggest challenges with going on an acquisition spree of this scale. Uh, we know just so far this year they've bought Poundland in the UK, they've bought Mattress Firm um, in, 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 in the US, and there's been a number of failed bids for other retailers, uh, you know, uh, particularly um, the fr- fr- uh, French electronic retailers and a number of others as well. So, you know, the, the, the the, the, the firm is undoubtedly
undoubtedly looking to go on this massive retail uh, expenditure. You mentioned the mattress firm that they bought in the U.S. for $2.4 billion. There's a lot of skepticism about that and whether they're overpaid for that. And uh, I think it's their first foray into the U.S. market. Um, you know, we've seen the Steinhoff share price do incredibly well over the last couple of years, coming from, uh, you know, the low 20s to sort of um, about 90 rand a share at the moment. So the share price has done exceptionally well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think um, gone are the days where Steinhoff used to trade on a much, much lower multiple, you know, when they were in SA Inc. business with a little bit of offshore perhaps in, in, in Australia. Um, you know, they, they sort of traded at around about an, a 9 or 10 forward multiple. Um, you know, they're probably trading in the high teens or mid to high teens at the moment. And, uh, you know, when, you, when your multiple expands like that, the market is less forgiving of uh, miss, missing your earning estimates. So I think a close eye on Steinhoff later today. We obviously also know that they purchased Pepcor for quite a significant value. So, you know, they have been a, a very aggressive in the acquisition market. They've openly said that they're going to cap the amount of debt that they take on uh, because they want to maintain their, their investment grade credit rating. So, you know, I think the market's going to be clear, keeping a close eye on how the integration of all these companies into the Steinhoff stable has gone and, uh, you know, what synergies uh, shareholders can expect to enjoy uh, from the from, from, from uh, you know, all these purchases and the inclusion of these groups into the company. Well, uh, Nadir, uh, I can't even lie about this one. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, w- what can we expect from uh, the launch of the new uh, latest iPhone later today? It's become quite an event, hasn't it? Sakina? It has. I mean, we, it we, has. we know that Apple, um, a significant amount of their profits, probably around 60 to 65 percent of their profits, come from the iPhone. So they're very, very reliant, um, you know, on, on, on what happens with the iPhone and what the market's take on the iPhone is. So the iPhone launch um, is happening today for the iPhone 7. There's been a number of rumors about what to expect from uh, the, the, the iPhone. You know, for example, the likes of wireless headphones. Um, you know, and potentially a dual lens camera. Uh, so, you know, I think, Sakina, the bottom line here is that uh, Apple has got, to, has, has got to get its sales going again. Um, you know, we know that they've gone through a couple of quarters of lackluster growth. Uh, just most recently, they sold their one billionth iPhone. Um, you know, and it's really a company that's uh, now reached a stage where it needs to reinvent itself. It talks about uh, one billion active users on its iOS operating system and trying to monetize those 1 billion users to get something like a dollar a day of revenue from each of those users. That translates uh, into three, over $360 billion of revenue a year. Um, you know, and that's, that's a long-term projection from iOS users. And uh, it's really about reinvention for Apple now. I think they've been handed a gift at quite a timeless, uh, at quite a timeless uh, sort of uh, juncture with uh, Samsung having to recall their Galaxy Note 7. And that, that recall for Samsung being quite costly and by the time it comes back to market the Apple the iPhone 7 would have already been launched for a couple of weeks and uh, it could result in, an, in, in, in hundreds of thousands if not millions of unit sale losses for Samsung in favor of the Apple iPhone because of its timeless release. So I think Apple got a bit of a break in that regard but at the end of the day Sakina it's still a company uh, that needs to now reinvent itself uh, given the heavy reliance on the iPhone so we wait with bated breath to see what comes out later. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers uh, traveling to Nairobi, Kenya. So, bon voyage to you. 
You're listening to AM Live with Sakina Kamwendo, your platform to turn issues of national interest into matters of personal importance.